So about three years ago, we realized that we need to do something different because we, we felt that we were very limited in the way that we can help our clients to market their properties. It is like a waiting game. This economy is about the the giving economy. That means you, you give value to build um, that content base that will benefit other people. Yeah. Sometimes if I have a, a chance to look at different kind of properties being portrayed on a compelling content, it can open my mind to more possibility. It makes real estate exciting. It is yeah. it's like a revive of fire that we can make the marketing of real estate become really exciting again. Because in the past, I used to look at customers as 10,000, 20,000 walking yes. around. Yes. But six years ago, after I realigned, I told myself, all these people are families. Behind every family is a property. For the family to buy the property is all with their hard-earned money. If our alignment is really for the long game, and then to really look at our clients as human beings and families, then um, with emphatic intelligence kind of sales concept being putting ourselves in their shoes that that will have more enjoyment in the business i, I think yeah. there'll be much more satisfaction because we know that the customer will come back you've probably heard that your story is your brand so how can ordinary entrepreneurs and salespeople like you and me tell our stories in a way that cuts through all the noises in this overcrowded social media world and reach the audience that we want Join me as I break down storytelling secrets that have helped me achieve over eight figures in revenue, as well as interviewing some of Asia's most prominent names and rising stars to uncover their stories. I hope this show will inspire you to be more vulnerable and share your story to the world because your mess is your message. My name is Gabriel Wong and welcome to the Story Impact Show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Story Impact Show, a show where we dive into the story of successful entrepreneurs, business owners, high performers, so we can discover what they are doing to be at the top. As usual, if you like my content so far, please help me to smash the like button and to subscribe to my channel as this will help us with the algorithm of reaching out to more people. We are also picking two random lucky winners uh, from our comments uh, and we're going to give them this free copy of the Traffic Secrets book. Now we're going to pay for everything, even including the shipping. This is a book that is going to show you how you can get unlimited amount of traffic, leads and customers into your website and into your funnel. So go ahead and comment whatever you've learned at the end of the video and we will pick two lucky winners every single week. Today's episode, I've invited one of the co-founder of Property Lim Brothers. Now if you've never heard of them, they were one of the first few real estate agents in Singapore that started the trend of home tour videos. They were also an early adopter in digital marketing that has helped them to grow their real estate business tremendously. With digital and video marketing, they have created over 500 real estate videos and they have sold over 260 properties in the last two years alone. They have also achieved two times Millionaire Real Estate Agent Award in year 2019. We're going to be talking about what made them decide to be the first mover in real estate using digital marketing. We're also going to be talking about what are some of the biggest challenges when they were starting out and what they are doing to prepare for the future. Even if you're not a real estate agent, I want you to see how you can apply the same principles and strategies that's going to be covered in this interview in your business. So without further ado, please help me to welcome Melvin Lim. All right, guys, so we are live. Thank you so much for watching another episode of the Story Impact Show. And today I really have a very special guest that I'm really, really excited to uh, interview and to ask a lot of questions. And his name is Melvin. And, Hi, everyone. Uh, Hi, Gabriel. Thank, thank you so much, Melvin. Melvin Lim, right? Melvin, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Right. 
yeah, good to be here. Good to be here, Gabriel. Yeah. So for those of you who do not know uh, who is Melvin, Melvin is one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, partner or the basically the founding uh, person for the Property Lean Brothers, right? Yeah. yeah so I've been, right. following, I've been following his stuff for the last uh, about two years, and I think what's interesting is that they do things very differently. I mean, they are in property, uh, which is traditionally a a rather boring market, right? A, a very simple, boring market. But you know, I think what was interesting when I started seeing their ads on Facebook, started seeing their videos, their their um, uh, more of the those house viewing kind of uh, kind of video, and it was really amazing because it was like a fresh breath, um, you know, it was like a fresh air, you know, um, compared to what I've seen anywhere else. So I started seeing their stuff, started seeing their stuff, and then started seeing that they have a YouTube page, and then started doing vlog, and you know, now they are amping up the kind of uh, social media content that they are doing. Right. So maybe my first question is this, Melvin, how long have you been in the property industry? Right, so um, thanks, Gabriel. Thanks for the introduction. I mean, it's good to be here. I, I love your, your stuff. I love your video as well. I, I consume your video as well. It's, it's very inspiring. And I uh, just love what you're doing. And uh, yes, uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, so how long have I been in the, in the property industry? I've been in the market for 14 years. So uh, I, I started uh, when I was 25. 25? Yes. So uh, that was like in the year yeah. two, <laughs> 2006. Uh, yeah, 2006. Uh. So uh, what happened was that uh, myself and my current business partner, Adrian Lim, so we, we met each other when we were both uh, prison officers. Yeah, so we were prison officers. We're serving uh, with Ministry of Home Affairs. Yeah. And we met each other on the first day of the prison officer training camp. And um, back then, we have been prison officers for three years. And then we resigned together. So uh, we came out to the industry. So that was like 14 years ago. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, that's where, that's where we are. Okay. So just to confirm, fact check, right? Because I thought yes. you guys were brothers. <laughs> and then later <laughs> on, I watching your videos. I realized that you guys are not brothers. So that's how you guys met. Yeah, yeah. So we, we are not brothers. It just so happened that we are, we we have the same surname, yeah. and I mean we have long we have known each other long enough, lah. So, uh, this this name that we we have now for our brand, Property Brothers, was actually given by one of our clients. So yeah. one one day, a couple of years back, our client said, that, "Hey, why don't you guys call yourself Lim Brothers, right?" And we said, that, "Oh, it's it's perfect," and we just added a, a property right in front. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how, that's how the brand name came, came about to be. That's, that's awesome. What made you guys join the property industry in the first place? Right, so that time uh, when I was uh, doing my, my um, prison service, um, I actually was, was also in, in midway of completing my degree. So uh, what happened was that I was actually doing uh, my Bachelor of Banking Finance halfway, but uh, during my year two, I ran out of funds because I was, I was funding my, my own um, so-called tuition fees, doing, being, a, being a home tutor like, for a lot of kids. You know? So at one point, I had like 10 children. So um, that, that pretty much uh, sort of uh, uh, ran dry into my year two of my study. So and plus, uh, on, on my second of my, my uni studies, I, I also decided that you know, I want to probably get a, a fixed pay job just to finish my degree uh, on a night class basis. And at the same time, um, being able to settle down with my, my family. Lah. So I want to get married uh, quite early in my life. So um, uh, when I was doing my three years of um, serving in the, in the Ministry of Home Affairs, I always wanted to do something different because I, I know that this probably will be a stage in my life where it's more like uh, something that I want to have an experience on, but maybe not as a very long-term career. And sales has sort of always been in my blood because since young, you know, we, 
me and my friends, we used to sell like Christmas cards. We do sales stuff. We, um, we do a lot of like um, part-time jobs selling credit cards and all this kind of stuff. So uh, it's always been with my passion to meet different people and, and to, to sell products. Yeah. Right? So when I first heard of one of my friends being in the real estate industry, um, that was my third year in the prison force. And then he told me that he's, he's becoming a, 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 a property agent and then he's doing pretty well. So I started to, to dabble into that, that arena. Yeah. And um, I found myself uh, liking that trade. And so I started to prepare myself uh, because at that point in time, I already got married. I have a, a child already. So I wanted to be very sure that this is something that I, I want to be uh, in for the long run. Yeah, so after making a, a move, um, then we, we, we came up uh, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I think what, what drove me to have that uh, interest in property is that uh, this is a really huge product. And um, this product is something that, that is very interesting because it's something that is immovable. Yeah. Um, and in order to sell it, you have to be in the product itself. So you, you have to go inside the product with the customer to view the product. So it's a little bit different and it's one of the largest assets that a person can own. So uh, I think the challenge is there. And at the same time, I think um, I also find it very interesting to have um, that kind of exposure to see so many different types of properties. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's such a huge thing that really blows my mind. So I think that was the initial uh, thing that drawn me to the to the industry. Yeah, you know, before I go on to the next question, um, I have this very uh, side question, side track question. Uh, I like to keep the conversation a bit more casual. And <laughs> you mentioned earlier something that was very interesting. I caught you said that you wanted to settle down early, right? Like what what caused you to think that? Like most people would not want to settle down early, right? There's always like career first. They're gonna make sure that they have all all the money ready whatsoever. Then they settle down. Like like what made you want to settle down that early? How old were you when you settled down? Uh, I got married uh, when I was, so I, I got married when I was uh, 20, 25. Uh, I had wow. my first, yeah, I got married when I was 25. Then my eldest son is already now in sec two. Yeah, wow. so one year later, I had my first child, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I still remember when I was going, uh, was holding my wedding, right? My friends were all like kids. <laughs> my friends were like, hey, bro, what happened to you, man? Like, you know, they, they, just, they just finished their uni and then, I, and then I'm, I'm getting married and stuff. So uh, I, did, I did settle down pretty early. I think what, what, um, what motivated me to, to settle down early probably was the fact that I wanted to be independent. And of course, uh, I met the right person. I mean, I, I met my, my uh, wife very early on. Yeah. And then we both had that same uh, kind of um, so-called direction that hey, uh, you know, we want to build our family earlier. We want to have our own property. We want to have kids earlier. And both of us love kids. So yeah. I think this is something that is very mutual and, and that just happens in that stage of my life. Yeah, yeah but and, of course, there were a lot of fears. I mean, my parents were like, hey, do you have enough money or not? You know, like, you can't even afford your own place and stuff like that. Yeah. And now you have three kids, right? If I'm not wrong. Uh, no, I have four. My youngest one. <laughs> my youngest one was just born last September. So he's, he's wow, coming congrats. in nine months. Wow, yeah. four. Four kids. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you're really re helping us replace, uh, help, helping uh, <laughs> the aging population to replace. Uh, but do you, do you find that getting married early, I know this is a bit sidetracked topic, but do you yeah, find that okay, getting okay. married early, right, kind of like help you in your career, like because it helps you to motivate you because like you have like someone to work for or you have a family to work for. You know, does it help? Do you, do you find it helps you? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, looking back, if I connect the dots, 
uh, I think one of the main reasons that that gave me that kind of drive in the very early part of my my uh, career was that I I know that I have a responsibility. You know, I already have a a, a home. Um, yeah. I'm married. I have my first kid. I know I, I need to be a, a good father. I need to be a good husband. So that sort of a uh, healthy burden sort of uh, made me mature earlier, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that that form of maturity really comes with responsibility. So yeah, that was that was something that that I think looking back now, it did definitely is is one of the catalysts, lah. Yeah. yeah. So I I think in fact, in fact, in the early stage of my life, um, because I I, I suffered a, a burnout before, and that was like. In the year 2011, uh, 2010, 2011, I suffered a burnout before. So, uh, because in the earlier years, I was like really going all out and then coming back very late and stuff like yeah. that. So, uh, trying to balance family plus uh, being very aggressive on the, on the business side as well. Yeah. So, that, that caused that burnout. But uh, yes, I think settling down early definitely is, is one of the catalysts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely everything is never easy, right? It's always a balance. And um, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to point that out is because I personally believe in uh, setting out early. Now, of course, I don't mean rushing into it. Like, of course, for you, you know, you have found uh, someone that is of like the, um, someone that, that, that you guys uh, both have a mutual understanding of what you guys want, right? Maybe you have the same vision or what, what, whatsoever. I mean, finding the right person is very important. I believe that being the right person is also very important. Uh, all I'm saying that like, I do know people, they already have found the right person. And dated for a long time, but they're just delaying because they keep saying that, you know what, they have to make sure their career is ready first whatsoever. And I used to believe in that. That's the truth. I used to believe in that uh, until something happened. Uh, I don't want to go into that in this uh, interview because it's more about you. But um, I decided to get married uh, at a pretty young age as well, 26. Wow. Uh, now, yeah, now trusting for a kid. Uh, but I realized that one, once I get married, because of the identity, identity shift, I became a like, husband. And because of that identity shift, right, there was a different motivation in how I work in my life. And I realized my career just took off from there. Yeah. 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 So just trying to like Great. encourage any one of you who's watching this, right? Like getting, mar getting married early is, is actually a good thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just want to touch on that. I, I didn't know that about, about you. Right, right. So you were in probably for um, 14 years. Yeah. Right. And then you guys started doing social media because I mean, obviously I've not, I've not heard about you uh, before you started doing social media. So that was about two years ago, started seeing your ads, started seeing your videos. Uh, and tell us more about that. Like, like what made you guys started? Okay, first of all, when did you guys started the social media? And what made you guys started it? What was the motivation behind it? Right. So we, we started the uh, social media in year 2017. Um, so what, what happened was that, you know, 14, 14 years ago when we came into the industry, um, that was like the era where, you know, I still had my Blackberry and uh, and you know the, the the first week that I became full time, I sat in the office. Is that everybody, all the all the old birds agent, they will have a notebook, and then in their drawers, there are all files and and everything. Yeah. So everybody was like flipping the newspaper on Saturday and Sunday classified. So that was that era about fourteen years ago, and uh, the main form of advertising is just from SPH classified. So that's yeah. the main most powerful form. All the buyers were looking at that platform every Saturday and Sunday. So uh, about 12 years back, um, that was the time that the property portals came into place. And of course, the largest, um, most dominant property portal in Singapore now is Property Guru. And yeah. um, following which other portals like 99.co, SRX, and, and other portals came on board as well. So uh, for a good um, 12 years from last time until now, I think... This has been the predominant uh, way that people look for properties. 
and uh, it is the natural default way that if I want to look for property, I'll go onto the portals. It becomes like my search engine. I can key in my filter and search for properties that suits my own criteria. Um, but there was a, a realization about five years back that we started to see a shift. Uh, we saw a shift. Uh, why? Because we were also doing marketing and prospecting. Uh, and at the same time, advertising on the other hand. So marketing and prospecting for, of course, customers and, and helping our clients to advertise their properties using other offline means like flyers and all that. Then uh, using the portals to advertise online. So we started to realize a shift that the response and the ROI has dipped. And that caused us to ponder like what is the main reason. And of course, that time we were using iPhones and stuff. And of course, there was a rise in the social media platform, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And then we start to, to think, hey, why is it that uh, people's attention uh, has shifted, right? And the, the ROI has really dipped a, a yeah. fair bit, right? And um, we, we started to realize that, hey, it seems that everybody's attention now is on their phone. Then, you know, what, what should be done? What should we do? Yeah. And that was a yeah. time that... Um, I think about three and a half years to four years ago, then uh, I started to look at what uh, other countries are doing, right? I started to look yeah, at yeah. what US is doing, what Australia is doing and, and <laughs> New Zealand and stuff. And then I just realized that, that you know, even like when, when those countries post their, their stuff on Airbnb is radically different. Yes, and of course, I started to chance upon like a lot of uh, US agents um, marketing themselves very aggressively on the platforms. Yeah. And of course, I saw some people doing videos with the many different kinds of videos. But in terms of tech, they, those guys are probably three to five years ahead of us. Yeah. And yeah. we have not even moved there yet. Right. Yeah. So, um, so about three years ago, we realized that, um, hey, we need to do something different because we, we felt that um, we were very limited in the way that we can help our clients to market their properties. Mm -hmm. It is like a waiting game. Yeah. That means um, you, you typically, uh, a most common method to market your property would be to go in, use your phone, take photographs, and then you put on the portals and you have to wait. Yeah. That means we can't do anything. We just wait and then wait for buyers to respond, to call yeah. us, then we answer the phone. It's just like, you know, you, you feel like very, very uh, apprehended. You just can't do other, other stuff, right? Yeah. So um, we also saw some people doing videos, but they were mainly like panning kind of videos. Uh, panning with some music and uh, some videos has voice over but they were mainly like panning or some like slideshows and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so we 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 start to ponder hey is there another way to do this yeah. and uh, that that sort of gave rise to the idea that hey why don't we be inside the video yeah. let's do like a, a real viewing and yeah. then we showcase the property and then that gives us a chance to tell a story that yep. gives us a chance to bring out the plus points that are unseen uh, on static photographs. Yeah. So the first video came about in 2.21.7 and then um, I started to advertise that uh, on Facebook as well and YouTube. And uh, we sold the property in 30 days and we were shocked because that was the first time we ran um, Facebook ads. And yep. when the buyer called, um, the buyer said that, hey, I saw this ad and she was at the shopping center and she said, oh, I saw this ad when I was having coffee uh, can I have a look at the property? And then wow. she, she came like the, the couple of days later. She saw the place. She said that, hey, I already viewed the video before. I just want to see this. Uh, I, I like the, the layout, I like the renovation. And she bought it. Yeah. So um, we started to do for the second one and the third one. 
and uh, the results were great because um, via this this form of marketing, uh, I think it just adds a lot of different uh, credibility and a lot of um, different interesting content uh, kind of anger to the property itself. Yeah. So uh, the second and third property was also sold via, um, the buyer came through the social media doorway. So um, from then on, we were quite sure that this would be the way forward and which is why we decided to go deeper into it. Yeah, so it was just yeah. kind of like exploring and all that. Uh, you know, I really love what you, what, what you shared earlier when you, when you were saying you were just looking at what other countries are doing. And I think we are very aligned in that because like even in my class, sometimes I, I run classes here and there and I always teach people in terms of marketing, you got to look at what, you, you cannot just look at what people in Singapore is doing. Because right. Singapore, we are not always a trend, we, we are not a trendsetter ever. And I always like to use that example, like even in fashion, right? Like in the past, Singaporeans mm. follow like Japanese hairstyle. Now we are following Korean hairstyle. We are never a trendsetter, we are a trend follower. And right. in terms of marketing, there's one country that's doing super well and they are a country of marketing and that's the US. And a lot of things that I do, right? Like, like sometimes people say like, like, I get a lot of results for my clients and you know, they think they're like, I'm some super genius whatsoever. But the truth is that I always tell them that, no, I just look at what people in the US are doing and I just like model what they do, right? right? right. And, and what was interesting was that I think that you guys were one of the, few, one of the first few that were willing to model uh, people overseas, like what you just what you mentioned. Um, so I wanted to ask you like, like for example, um, when you were talking about mm. US, there was some real estate uh, people in US and I, I saw some videos on YouTube uh, someone right. like Ryan Sirhan, for example, I think right. he's one of the more well-known person. Like, was yes. it, was he part of the inspiration as well? Because many of the video was very similar. Right. Um, the earlier year um, in 1718, uh, we haven't chanced upon Ryan Sirhan yet. Okay. So uh, at, that, at that time, there were actually many other uh, brokerages and real estate teams that were doing videos already. <clears throat> so... Um, when we first chance upon Ryan Zahn was when he, he, of course, when he appeared in the million dollar listing. Yes. Right. Um, but we only probably saw him in uh, late 1819. Then we started to, of course, uh, he's, he's a very popular and he's, he's, a, he's, he's a genius in, in real estate marketing as well. So, of course, we, look, we also look at his videos. We try to learn uh, all, the, all the stuff that are positive and that we can uh, probably populate into our content. But the initial years was mainly through a wide array of different kinds of real estate videos uh, on the platforms. Because, uh, okay, and, and there was this, uh, we were also inspired by this guy, but I forgot what his name. And he was, he was an Asian. He, he's an Asian in, in US, but he's like marketing one of the very high-end properties at uh, Beverly Hills and something like that. So we're thinking like, wow, and the videos were not even like, uh, at that time was not even, I mean, now it's professionally taken, but at that time it's like just taking using the phone and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's really more about the content and, and the ability to be able to tell um, the, the story of the property mm. that um, will allow the buyer to have um, more visual impact. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it, it, has a, it has a multi-point kind of uh, factor because firstly, um, if let's say if I were to just be a buyer, let's say if I put myself in the eyes of a buyer and I have to go to the portals looking at 70 to 80,000 different listings and sorting it out yeah. and then one by one looking at the photographs, reading the description, calling the agent or texting the agent. Yeah. Sometimes if I have a, a chance to look at different kind of properties being portrayed on a compelling content, it can open my mind to more possibility because maybe I, I, I could have been searching for properties in this set of criteria, and there could be certain blind spots 
maybe I didn't know that, hey, this style probably might suit my family as well. Yeah. And through the visual um, story that's being told, I think that can then open up more doors. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super amazing. Um, and I realized ever since I started seeing your video, then I started seeing, uh, uh, you, you guys basically set a trend in Singapore. There was a lot more people doing something similar after that. Right, uh, right. You guys were the first few to actually do it. And I think that's amazing when you are the first few to do it, you kind of capture, uh, you will usually capture like the first, like that will be the first mover advantage. Right. I, I guess, uh, yes, probably that will be. Mm. So my, my, my next question is this. Um, it sounds like because you guys, if you guys started doing all this social media, all this video stuff at uh, 2017, so that's about three years ago, two or mm. three years ago, um, it means that you have already been in the property market for 10 years, right? At least 10 years. Right, because, um, right, yes. Uh, if, years. if we come from the day we start, it's about 14. Uh, for, oh, yeah, I mean, 10 years, then we, we yes. started this. Uh, 10 yes, years, yes, then you yes. started the social media, yes. correct? So, yeah. you, you know, I think one of the hardest things when I um, talk to people, and, you know, for me, is it's not just selling my class or whatsoever. I, I have this mission to increase or raise the standard of marketing in, uh, in Asia, in, in Southeast Asia. I realize that we are really lacking behind, especially in Singapore. Honestly, a lot of industry is lacking behind. And I think one of the biggest... Uh, challenges is always people are stuck in their old times. Um, you know, especially people who have been in the, in, the, in the industry for 10 years. Oh, this has always been the way it's done. And they don't want to explore new things. Um, and the other thing is because like sometimes when you explore new things, it doesn't always guarantee you will work. So for example, like social media, you got to invest in the video. I mean, initially when you don't know what's going to work, right? You, you got to invest in the video. You got to put it up. We got to run ads. Like there are certain risk that you have to take and you're not very sure whether it's going to work. But what made you still decide to do it? What, what makes both of you still decide to go ahead and do it? Right. So um, I think there's, there's multiple factors. One, probably one of the factors is that, uh, yes, at the start when we were doing this, there were a lot of people who were saying that, well, you are doing really a lot of extra things. You know, some, some people in the same industry are saying, well, you're going through all this trouble. You know, it's just like a, a, a property. You can just take photographs. The buyers will come on. Why, why do you have to go through yes. all this trouble, right? Yes. Then, uh, of course, there were, there were people who pour water on us as well, negative comments. And, and because naturally, I'm, I'm not a very good speaker. I, I have broken English and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, people will sometimes say, hey, your English is cannot make it, and all this kind of stuff. So um, there, were, there were challenges uh, at the start. Yes, uh, we were also testing out a lot of things like, you know, should we put subtitles? You know, um, what kind of music should we choose? Um, what, what, what kind of uh, sequence should the home tour be? Uh, what kind of script do we use? And then uh, do we only just want to do home tour or do we want to do other more value-adding content as well? to benefit the community. Um, and as you say, through time also, we, we, we have this uh, sort of like a vision that, hey, actually when we are doing this, we are also like helping to raise the standard of the industry. Yeah. And that, that also form part of our passion as well. So I think uh, a combination of factors is probably the most um, strong uh, uh, motivation will be from the, the point that we are doing this to help uh, our customers better because um, we always want to remind ourselves that in the past we feel very limited that we do not have many channels of, of marketing the property but now we found a channel and it works for our customers 
And whenever we, we try to remind ourselves that, hey, we are doing this to help our customers because at the end of the day, the person that benefits the most is our customer. And that yes. gives us the, the drive to, to not be fearful because we, we have a lot of fear of, I mean, in the, in the past, we probably have fear of what other people will say, other people's opinion, or yeah. whether are we wasting money for no reason. Yeah. And we have to run ads. We don't know how to run ads and we have to like, you know, knock walls and stuff. Um, yeah. So there were a lot of... Uh, times in the, in, at the start that yes there were a lot of late nights you know we have to learn from YouTube Google and <laughs> there's a lot of online learning and stuff like, and then spending money burning cash yeah so I, I think the drive will be hey we want to do something different for the customer and it's exciting it makes real estate exciting it, it's, yeah. it's like a revive of fire that yeah. you know we can make the marketing of real estate become really exciting again yeah. So so we we don't want to go back to the old days that we feel very limited. I think that's yeah. a driving force. Yeah. Um. You know. On that note, right. Um. I want to ask my next question, which is, do you feel that like, the property market, because I mean, at least for for you, because you're in the property market, do you feel the property market is a bit outdated in Singapore? Um. The way that people do things. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, three years ago, it was. It was. Uh, now, of course, in the past two to three years, we saw a lot of changes. Um, and while we were starting on, on this journey to create content, we, we also started um, uh, another company uh, with one of my, my partners, which uh, is solely managing the business. So we started a video production house as well that helps property agents to do their videos. Right, so we we I uh, think along the way because we we also love to to mentor people, so we wanted to start something that can parallel in in conjunction. We can raise the standard in Singapore. Mm -hmm. So I think uh right now, especially now there's like COVID nineteen and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Then, uh in the sudden search, of course, a lot of agents they have to adapt and come on to the yes. digital platforms, do yeah. virtual viewings and stuff. So I think, um, these two years is accelerating in terms of marketing. Uh, previously, it was quite boring. It was really boring. You can, you can only put on newspaper and, and put on the portals. Yeah. And there's nothing else you can do, right? So now it's more interesting, especially with all the different platforms. And yeah. I think, um, you know, sometimes like when I read around, platforms also have lifespan, right? Like like uh, Snapchat used to dominate and then now oh. it is gone and stuff. So I think there are many different platforms that will come on in the next five to 10 years. And that, that means that we also have to adapt. Because we, we cannot just stay on these few platforms all the time. We have to be ready for the next few platforms as well. So I think it will get more and more interesting with, with tech and social media. Yeah, and it's all about adapting, right? It's adapting yeah. the next platform. And uh, I personally believe that once you understand a certain principle, which uh, later I want to ask you a few questions on that. Um, once you understand certain principles of marketing, you know, the same principles apply to every single platform. So it's more important to understand a principle, right? And then, you know, you can use it for, for, for different kinds of platform and you will still be able to thrive in different platform. Because what's interesting is like many of these like influencers, many of these people who have, let's say, a big following, you know, any platform they go to, they, they thrive on it. Right. 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 Um, I want to touch on this point where you, you mentioned earlier that um, it was about serving the customer. And I think that's interesting because I think not a lot of people do things because of the sake of um, the customer. Because like, like you said, right, you, you guys innovate, you guys try different things. End of the day, who really benefit is the customer, right? Yeah. Like what is the heart behind? Like what motivates you to want to serve the customer rather than just serving 
let's say money, right? Which is totally fine if someone is just starting out. Most of us, we start out because we, we, want, to, we want to look for, you know, making more money, right? But it's very seldom, very seldom I come across people that say that, um, you know, they want to be able to serve the customer better. So what was the heart behind? Like, like what caused that in the first place? Right. Um, I, think, I think for this, um, it, will, it will have to do, um, pro- probably the, the, the main driving force will have to do a lot more with my faith. Right, so um, as as a as a Christian, um, I have um, certain principles that I follow uh, in terms of my Christian faith. So actually, what happened was that I, I was not a Christian last time, right? Yeah. So um, I was of a different religion. But um, after that burnout incident, um, I, I I became a Christian uh, through um, uh, a certain series of events. Uh, but there was a stage in my life that was like six years back. So six years back, um, I made a business mistake. A bit, yeah. I made a business mistake. And that time, I really have three kids. Yeah. And uh, that business mistake was because of a misalignment of my business principle, the way that I conduct my business. Um, it was misaligned in terms of um, integrity and principles. And it's not aligned with my Christian faith. Mm. And uh, I still remember, because of that business mistake, I, I suffered from a very heavy fine. And, and that technically wiped off uh, my entire bank account. <laughs> Just wiped oh. off my entire bank account. So, uh, I started from scratch again six years back. So it was, it was a very painful because when I started 14 years ago from scratch, I only have one kid. But when I have to restart six years ago, I already have three kids. My wife is a full-time homemaker. I have to, I, I tell myself I have to make it. I'm not young anymore. You know, I'm already 33 at that time. Mm-hmm. So I have to make it. So um, I still remember at that point in my life, I, I told myself that, hey, I need to be aligned with my faith uh, and that, uh, God actually owns my business, right? So, so my business belongs to God. And yes. uh, he owns the real estate world as well. I, I, I told myself, I remember telling myself that, that uh, I'm just a manager managing this business for him and that whichever customers that come through my door, I need to serve them and look at them as families and not look oh. at them as a walking commission. Yeah. Yeah, because in the past, I used to look at customers as 10,000, 20,000 walking yes. around. Yes. But six years ago, after I realigned, um, I told myself, all these people are families. Behind every family um, is a property, right? And for the family to buy the property is all with their hard-earned money. And I, I need to follow the principle in the Bible whereby it says that uh, do unto others as, as if how you want others to do unto you. And yes. love God, the second greatest commandment is to love others. So I, I think with that, you also form our tagline for Property Brothers, which is real estate with integrity. Mm. Um, we, we follow very strictly on this, uh, which is to ensure that every deal is done with integrity because we want to go for the long game. Yeah. And we want to make sure that it's a relational business, which means that sometimes, yes, we, we suffer from earning lesser because yes. some products that we recommend are very low commission one, yes. but they are, good pro- they are good properties. And so... Um, yesterday, I was just having a training session with my guys. I, I, I told them that, hey, there are three types of um, salespeople model out there, right? The first type of salespeople are people who probably um, think that they need to maybe live in a landed property to sell a landed property. Yeah. They, they need a lot of social proof for themselves because yeah. they feel very insecure, not confident, right? You know, you know like uh, when you go for seminars, you always see the, the speakers very powerful, right? They, they, yeah. they, they own a lot of the products that they are trying to, to pitch to you. I mean, that's social proof. It's normal. It's a cognitive yeah. bias. So 
the second type of salesperson are people probably who only recommend products with very high commission, which is what we are trying to avoid. Mm. Uh, we want to be in the third phase whereby uh, we become salespeople with very high emphatic intelligence. That means um, we are able to put ourselves in the customer's shoe, yeah. which means that we can sell all types of properties as long as we think from the customer's point of view. Yeah. And um, I think that's something that we want to look forward to and uh, is to go for the long game, um, and which, is, which is why I agree with you as well. As just now, you, you say that you always tell your students that um, you should look at um, and model people who are much higher, uh, probably overseas. Uh, don't look so much on your competition in Singapore. Yeah. Um, and and I, I love the quote from Jeff Bezos as well. You always say that, hey, end of the day, is a customer that pays you. Right? It's not your competitor that pays you. Don't stop looking at your competitor. Spend yes, your yes. mental energy and think of what your customer want and what they need. Right? So I, I think if our alignment is really for the long game uh, and then to, to really look at our clients as human beings and families, mm. then um, with emphatic intelligence kind of sales concept, being putting ourselves in their shoes, that, that will have more enjoyment in the business. I, I think yeah. there'll be much more satisfaction because we know that the customer will come back, right? Yeah. 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 Wow, that is so that is so good. <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. I didn't I, I didn't expect the answer. Uh and I didn't expect to ask that question. I just happened to 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 hear what you said earlier with, with, with regards to you know serving the customer. And that is really so good. Um, you know, I think we 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 really shortchange ourselves just by working for money. Because I mean, money, yeah, money is good, right? I mean, it can, it can, it can, it can help you to solve certain problems. You're not saying, you know, that we shouldn't have money, right? But working for money is going to be one of the most unfulfilling thing ever. But when you serve your customer, right? What I get from you is serving your customer, thinking from, uh, for their benefit, right? Recommending products that is good for them rather than good for your own pocket and serving them in the long run, right? Uh, you may, right, get, um, and I feel that when you commit to that, you will never get shortchanged. Like God won't shortchange us, right? Yeah, that when we yeah. commit to it, we, we, we commit to serving our customer. Um, long run, in the long run, your reputation will stand. You know, it's a, it's a firm foundation, yeah. right? And, yeah. and I love it when you say it's, it's, it's a long game because too many people are giving up long-term, uh, long-term results for short-term, short-term gain. Right. And, and right. It, will, it will grow to regret it um, in years to come. Yeah. That was so good, man. That was so good. Um, I want to take this uh, to slightly another direction with uh, just one or two more questions, if I may. Sure. So sure. right now, um, um, what is your goal uh, or what are you guys doing right now in terms of social media? Are there any tips that you guys uh, can give uh, to the listeners that are listening? So uh, my listeners are people uh, who are service professionals, small business owners. I mean, many of them are in property as well. So like, you know, you are one of the uh, people in the forefront, right? And what are some tips that you can give them right now? Because I know, because right now it's not as simple as just doing a video and running ads anymore, right? Because every yeah. stage, right? There'll be different wave, right? There, yes. there's, there's, there's new stuff that you have to adapt to uh, yeah. because if everybody is just following what someone is doing, then you become a follower. You're, not, you're longer set, setting trends. And I realized that you guys are pretty good at setting trends. Like I see your YouTube, like you guys are the first few people in Singapore doing vlogs uh, for, for property. Right. It's not just vlog in terms of property, but in terms of lifestyle, in terms of like uh, uh, sharing about your belief and everything. So like, what are some tips that you guys have for people who are just starting out in the social media world? Right. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, you're right that there are, there are various waves of trends. And um, definitely, I think 
uh, in terms of marketing, you are you are definitely the expert because I also saw that you have like the two comma club and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like yeah. wow, fantastic, man. So um, I I think um one of of course one of our our inspiration is also uh from Gary V, right? So Gary V, um, is always with the idea that you give uh value, you give value, you give free content, you give value, and um this economy is about the the giving economy that means you you give value to build um that content base that will benefit other people so um mm. of course initially when we started we were only doing home tours we're doing home tours and then uh as we we graduate along the way we think that hey why don't we start with some educational content because i think that it would be great if we can help to educate uh, you know the buyers and sellers in singapore um Although a lot of people said, hey, you are giving away all the free tips, you know, all these are free tips. You should only tell the customer when you meet the customer. Why are you giving all these free tips? You are spoiling the market and stuff like that. <laughs> I, think, I think the world has changed. Because I think there's a bit of scarcity, scarcity thinking as well, right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, everything is transparent now. Yep. I mean, uh, and I think it's really important that we, we have a giving mindset. So I think one, one trend that we were doing previously was, of course, to continue to give um, educational content. And of course we dabble into vlogs as well. And through that, we actually enjoy the whole process because by doing home tours uh, and having educational content and then at the same time, having different types of content, it sort of um, made us enjoy the entire process. And of course, with that, it helped us to build an audience. I think for, for us, um, the way forward is that um, we are, of course, trying different contents along the way. And we, we tell ourselves, we tell our team that every year we need to do something different. So for this year, we started our podcast. So we started two podcast channels. Mm -hmm. And then um, this is something that we are diving into for this year. Next year, we still don't know what's to come. Uh, we, we, of course, we, we are keeping tabs on like, what is the consumer behavior? What are, what, what are the things that when we populate, it can help people eventually we don't want to do things for sake of doing things we want to do things yeah. that eventually people will benefit right? yeah. so it's like one thing is that sound is probably coming back um, which is why like podcast is down on the rise as well so yeah. that's something that we want to explore then um i think for us we also run our team a bit differently we run by a team model so we want to make sure that in terms of training uh our, our team serves our customers to a much higher level. So mm. we are probably doing things that are on a few fronts. One is to build our content. One is to be on the correct platform. One is, of course, to, to beef up on our service um, proposition as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, I think the biggest thing I, I got from that is still, um, you know, giving value that can actually benefit your, your customers, giving value that can actually benefit your audience and you just keep doing that long run. Right, because whatever platform you're in, a lot of people always get confused. Like, like all this new platform, like how how do I, you know, maybe hack the algorithm or whatsoever. But these are really all short term things, right? The long term thing is really like every platform you're in, you just want to give as much value as possible that can really benefit to your listeners, uh, benefit your audience. Right, right. That's yeah. so amazing. Lo uh, love it, love it, love it. Um, in fact, I'm actually learning quite a, a bit of stuff from you right now already. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say, I have a lot of things to learn from you. Yeah, I'll call you. I'll call you after this. <laughs> oh, man, definitely, we need to have a we, we need to have a, a, a conversation, yes, and yes, uh, yes. probably you know someday we can meet up after this whole craziness yes. die off. So I, I have yes. one last question for you. It's a bit more right. of, of a fun question. 
right. before we end this uh, uh, interview. So uh, this question is this, right now, because most of us are still stuck, uh, stuck at home, uh, despite, you know, circuit breaker has ended, pretty much nothing has, nothing has changed. Like, you know, we are still at home, we are still stuck at home. Um, we still cannot travel. What is the thing that you miss most right now? Like if things go back to normal, what is the first thing you actually do, uh, you will go and do? I miss I miss uh, handshakes, man. I just miss <laughs> handshakes. You know, we 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 have we even have sales training on how to do handshakes. Yes. How to how to meet people, how to present yourself professionally yet in a very friendly way to, to yeah. build that, that bonding with your customer. Yeah. And stuff. So I, I really miss handshakes. You know, like even when I go to my office, I shake hands with all my guys when I reach there and stuff. So uh, I think the human touch and interaction is yeah. missing. Yeah, yeah. And now it's so awkward. Like, I meet I meet people, right? They're all with masks, and then it's like, do we do we shake yeah. our hands? Do we not? You know, <laughs> yeah. this yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes this this episode, this two three months, really last thing, like you know, there are really a lot of things that we used to take for granted, and uh, it helps us to have more gratitude uh, during this period. And now when we look back, well, there there are really a lot of things that change. And uh, recently, I was reading an article. It says that. Um, doing too many Zoom meetings, sometimes it sucks our energy away, right? Because looking at the screen for so long yeah. and yeah. having that back-to-back Zoom meeting is, well, sometimes it's draining as well. So I would say one thing I miss a lot is the human interaction. Uh, having a cup of coffee with friends just at a coffee shop, chatting about business, about life and meeting yeah. customers at a coffee shop as well. Yeah. So yeah, these are things that I really miss. Yeah, yeah, the small things, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so How about much. Yourself? Um, How about yourself? For me, um, yes. what do you I love miss tra- the most? Traveling. Right? <laughs> traveling. I, I, I'm still a very adventurous person. So my, my wife and I, we are both very, uh, uh, we, we are both travelers. So right. uh, last year, for example, we travel like once a month at least. Right. And uh, it was kind of crazy, like to a point that we couldn't really focus on work. Uh, <laughs> and so it turns out this, this crisis uh, uh, was a pretty good thing for us because now we, have, we are forced to stay at home and we have to focus on work and focus on adding more value and serving people. So, um, you know, it, it is good, but at the same time, I really miss, you know, traveling around, flying uh, to different countries, meeting people, because uh, we have friends around the world. So, you know, sometimes it's just flying there, visiting them, uh, like what you said, you know, having, just chit-chatting, right? Having coffee with them, you know, different in different weather, not, not in Singapore, because <laughs> Singapore right. is always like very hot. It's either hot or sunny. Uh, but, you know, we, we love, you know, having um, um, a nice uh, a drink, uh, in, in the cold weather, you know, maybe in Australia or, or maybe in the US. So, so that's what we love to do and just chatting with our friends there. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. probably the first thing I would do. Yeah. yeah. And I saw your IG and I realized you are a very different marketer because uh, you give a lot of uh, good content. Yeah. And you give a lot Thank of you. good free content as well. And, and like, do you, do you personally like to coach people? You like to train people as yeah. well? Yeah, um, I feel that one of my gifts, uh, I'm, I'm a Christian as well, and I, um, I, I, was a, I, I became a born-again born believer about six years ago, and that really transformed my life. Like, that's why I relate so much to your story about like, working for, you know, used to be working for money or maybe uh, ethically, you know, there are some things that we do are not right and stuff like that, and that caused me a huge pain uh, when I was young. I'm not super old today. I'm still in my uh, late 20s, but I started <laughs> business when I was 16. So I had, a, wow. un, yeah, I had a very unethical practice for like seven years, so my life transformed when I was like 24, 25. Right. And um, yeah, and then ever since then, you know, it's all about giving. I realized that one of my greatest gifts is um, I was given the ability to like teach 
or the ability to like um, coach people. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy teaching people. I enjoy uh, learning things and then passing down the skill set in terms of framework to, so that I make it easy for people to understand. Right, right. You know, and I realized that no matter how I, how I run away from that, because there were a couple of times that because of my bad leadership last time, I ran away from that. Right. Yeah, I ran away from that for a few years. But every time I get a chance to share, every time I invited, let's say, you know, someone has an event and I get invited to speak on stage, right after I speak, even though it, it could be just a short 30 minutes, right? But I feel life flowing, you know? Right, so, right, right. So that was when I decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to use social media as a platform, right? If I, if I can't stand on stage all the time, because it's tiring as well, right? Um, I can at least put out a content and hopefully the content can help people. And the best part about social media is that there's this thing called, uh, I believe in this thing called passive impact mm. more than passive income, right? Because passive income is when you sleep and you make income, but passive impact is when you're sleeping and your videos are still playing, right? All your videos on YouTube is, people can still watch it. Right. And those are making an impact while you're sleeping. Right. Which is, yeah. the, which is the name of the show, Story Impact. Yeah, Story Impact. Yeah. Right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. So before we end this show, um, let the, uh, do you mind letting the listeners and my audience know where to find you? Right. Where's the best right. place to find you uh, and all your work? Right. So uh, you can find us on our website, propertylimbrothers.com. Uh, it's one word, propertylimbrothers.com. Uh, it's the same name for our YouTube channel uh, and our IG and Facebook as well. So we also recently launched uh, our two podcasts on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Mm. So uh, you can just type in so far, so good. Uh, so far is one word, S-O-F-A, yeah. so, so good. Far, and, right? like so far, yeah, So far, so good. And then uh, we have a daily daily tip uh, for real estate, which is called Nuggets on the Go. Just like the McDonald's Nuggets, right? So small little tips on the go. So these are on uh, Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts. So that's the place to, to locate us. Yeah, awesome. So we're going to put all the links uh, to all their podcasts and you know their website and maybe even the YouTube page, right? Uh, YouTube channel uh, on the description of whatever you're watching this, whether you're watching this from a podcast or you're, or you're listening this from podcast or you're listening, watching this from YouTube, uh, we'll put all the links in there so you can actually find uh, Melvin and uh, his partner. Your partner's name, uh, his, what's his name Adrian. again? Adrian. Adrian, right? yeah. Melvin yes. and Adrian Lim. Um, you know, both of them are super awesome and following their stuff. And uh, there's, even if you're not in property, there's going to be things that you can learn from them. Right. So that, right. that's all I have for you guys. Uh, thank, thank you, Melvin, you. For, for being here. Thanks, Gabriel, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Hey, this is Gabriel again. And really quickly, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Story Impact Show. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes and your comments will help me greatly in creating more killer content like this just for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all my content, upcoming podcasts, events, and much more, please jump onto my website at www.heygabrielwong.com.